Life is made of stackable moments. Moments such as washing dishes, going to work, doing laundry. And while these moments can be perceived as mundane, we can also choose to filter them through a lens of joy and live above. My name is Katie and I'll be your host as we choose to live above the perceived mundane and train our brain to create a life of joy. Let's go. Hello, beloved. It feels so weird recording this after not talking to you for so long. I feel like we're friends who have lost touch. Life just gets away from you sometimes and not that I'm not intentional about my life, but intentionally I had to focus on being a mom for a second and still am going through that. And I know that you really don't need me because remember my main message is you are your own guru. So I'm not really a big believer in all these uh, coaches and YouTube um, manifesting all stars that <laughs> try to put out clickbait content like three times a week or once a week to regurgitate the same thing that you already know. You just don't believe it so you don't receive the benefits I guess from it or the information hasn't become fully knowledged that has nothing to do with the video or the information that they're sharing or that I'm sharing or anything like that it's just because you don't have confidence in yourself but I digress already fuck I'm already rambling and we're just a minute in <laughs> anyway so I've been off attending to my mom duties. I'm a mom first. I have four beautiful souls that God entrusted to me. And one of my beautiful souls has been all my kids. Everybody's on their own journey in life, right? And even though children are raised in the same household, they all have their own journey, their own mission in life, their own purpose. And the way that they get to their purpose is by trial. And that might not be a popular opinion to some, especially in the manifesting community or the law of belief community, because I feel like often our feelings are glazed over as negativity or toxicity. And so anytime you want to talk about anything of depth that isn't of rainbows and unicorns and feeling happy on a cloud, then it's like shunned, you know? But this is real life shit. We're human beings and I'm a human being and I'm not perfect. And even though I'm amazing at creating the life I want now, I still have issues and roadblocks that I have to go through and I only have free will in my reality. And while I can foster with love my children in the becoming of who they want to be. I love that we all get free will in our reality and I want my children to utilize their free will for their passions and desires and purposes. So it's an unfolding, right? And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. I'll get into that deeper because as you can tell, um, I haven't been on here for a while, like I said, and during that time, obviously we're human, so we're growing, especially if you put in the time on yourself, you're gonna grow, it's inevitable. Um, I've been putting in the time on myself because I've had to really go within to deal with the emotions. And 
uh, emotions can be clean and dirty. And I don't know if I've discussed this on here before, but I like to say like um, clean pain or good pain is when it comes to my children, if they're going through hardships, I want to be sad for my children. That's a good clean pain for me. Moms want to feel sad. Even if it doesn't do me any good to feel sad, I want to feel sad. That's what I mean. We don't always want to feel happy in this human experience. That's a myth that we think. Oh, I always want to be happy. And if I'm not happy, then I'm doing it wrong. No, I don't always want to be fucking happy. When my child hurts or my child's going through something, I want to be sad. And it doesn't mean that I'm not in the state of the person having. It just means that I'm in the state of the person having and having a shitty day. I'm having a shitty, a random emotion, a random thought. Rich people, married people, blessed people, enchanted people, enlightened people, they have bad fucking days. Nobody escapes that. Nobody's immune from that. So let's get that out of the thing right away. So as I've been reflecting and going through my own journey with my children, I've been going inward and I've decided that we are just going to jump in the deep end. So what I'm going to share with you today might not be for you. It's like what I tell my husband, we don't listen to the same music because I am a melomaniac. I am obsessed with all music. It is my love language. It helps me solve problems. It's my scripting. It's my everything. It's my affirmation. It's my visualization. You get it. He's not like that with music. He is that way about like scholarly articles or whatever. And so if he hears this song, he's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, this isn't for you. That's because this song was not made for you. If it doesn't resonate with you, it wasn't made for you. So what I'm about to say today might not resonate with you and it might not be for you. And that's okay. We don't have to be for everybody. But just because all of it might not resonate with you doesn't mean that a part of this might not be useful for you. So I want you to still, you know, have a seat and listen and see if it does. And if it doesn't, oh well. And if it does, cool beans, whatever, you know what I mean? You're your own guru. So you're going to pick up what you need. And when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And I'm just a seed planner. I just want to be a Johnny Appleseed MF, a Johnny Appleseed girl, going around, planting seeds, and you're going to harvest those when you're ready in your own time. Someone else will come along and water that seed. Someone else will come along and throw some rain on that bitch. Someone else will come along and throw some sunshine your way. And then it'll grow and grow and you're going to harvest it in your own time. So if I can help plant a seed for you or throw some sunshine your way, boo, then we're golden, right? But let's get into it. So going through my own life journey, okay, we're going to call this episode Fuck the 3D, okay? Because now, I don't know how to preface this. I'm probably the weirdest girl you'll come across. I don't know if it's weird or what the fuck you would even call it, but Let's get it right off the top. I am a Christian girl. I believe in God. You can believe in the universe. You can believe in Allah. You can believe in whoever you would like, okay? I realize that. 
we all have different beliefs and I'm respectful of everybody and your opinion. Okay. But going here forward, um, when I say things, it's going to be based on my own beliefs and I'm not discounting what you get down with. I'm just saying that because it's the way that I take in spirituality and I'm not a religious zealot or fanatic. Spiritual Spirituality is a very personal journey and mission that we all need to go on on our own to derive the ultimate thing which is that we're all after which i don't care what faith you're in is love right god universe allah whatever higher power it all comes down chicken bouillon style is what i call it condensed is love okay so now when i say i'm a weirdie is because i am a hardcore Christian, but not in the typical sense of Christianity. I, like I said, I don't subscribe to religion. Um, I was raised in a religious atmosphere and I did not dislike it. Okay. So I'm not here to talk bad about religion either. I love people of that faith and I'm okay and grateful actually that I came from a faith to teach me about Christ. Um, but I just wanted you to know the context and how I'm going to present this message. I do swear and I do, um, I'm kind of extra and that's okay because to me, words are just symbols and like a triangle or a square, I guess you would say. They're just symbols and the spirit that fills those symbols is what creates life, right? So if you have a belief that my swear words are bad, then you're going to create life negatively in my symbol. But I don't mean it that way. It's just to get my point across and that's how I talk. So, and I don't think anything is wrong with it. So that's just my own personal preference. So this curse and Christian. Okay, here I go. All right. And maybe one day that'll change. But today's not the day, boo thing. Today is not the day. All right. So, boop. Let's get it popping. So the lesson today is going to be on fuck the 3D. And the reason I chose this is because I hear this a lot um, in law of belief culture is like, fuck the 3D, which is your world, okay? So if you come from a Christian mindset or a faith-based mindset, you might equate the 3D to the world, okay? Um, a circumstance, an observation, the world, the 3D, the three dimension. We really don't live in a three-dimensional world. We live in a four-dimensional world. Yes, we won't go there. Just to keep it simple, we'll say 3D. Okay. So, the reason we even say F the 3D or fuck the 3D or whatever is because your brain is making it all up anyway. I mean, I've said this countless times. We're the meaning maker. I have my own language. My source, like I guess you would say the derivative of English or French or Spanish, whatever, Latin. So my derivative is English, but I still have my own language. It's called Katie. The language of Katie, this version of Katie. And I interpret and funnel and regurgitate information based off of my language that I've created in my head. So I'm making it all up. You're making it all up. 
So when you say fuck the 3D, what you're really saying is, okay, I uncreate this experience and I'm choosing another. Okay. I uncreate this experience and I choose another. When something comes against you, like say you get a bill in the mail that you do not want and you're like trying to profess that I'm prosperous, I'm abundant and you're like, okay, yeah. But every time I turn around, I'm getting a bill. <laughs> it's why you, when you get mad at the situation, you're saying, let me put my attention on this experience so I can duplicate it. Or you're saying, I don't really like this experience. I choose to uncreate this experience and I choose another experience. Okay. However, we don't push away the experience and what I mean by this is you don't try and say, this isn't happening. I don't want to do this. No, you did want to do this. You did want to experience this. And I don't mean that in a shame, uh, a shame atmosphere. Okay. I don't want you to feel that in a shame type of way. You did want to experience this, but you didn't know that you wanted to experience this. That's how powerful you are. From power of choice. I chose this. Meaning how simple. Now I can choose another thing. I chose this when I wasn't aware that I was choosing this. It was like an autopilot. That was down low. And now that I'm aware my autopilot has a faulty connection. Or shorting out. I can choose a new thing. Right? I'm doing a new thing. That's what the scriptures say. So I put that shirt on. It fit like this. It didn't make me feel hot and popping. How fascinating. I'm glad I tried it because I thought I would like it. But now I can see I clearly do not like it. I choose again, right? I choose again, right? I choose again. And I know that sounds very simplistic. And it is very simplistic. It's just not easy. Simple doesn't always mean easy. Okay, so now the main thing I see in a lot of conscious creation is fear. Like I said, fear of perceived negativity. And I want you to remember when you say, I do not want a negative experience or I did not choose to create this. Don't be deceived. Because what if I told you you were here exactly for that? You are actually here to create and experience negative experiences. Oh, Snapdragon. I know that's an unpopular opinion where everybody, like I said, wants to be floating on a cloud with Rainbow Bright and a My Little Pony singing the happy hallelujah chorus, right? But the core of you, your true self, it knows nothing of darkness, okay? And truth, we, there is only light. Okay, light eternal that goes on forever and ever and ever. However, the light wants to know itself. God is the light. We are an aspect of God. We are particles of light. However, the light one wanted to know itself. But if light is all there is, how do you know yourself if that's all there is? So... How would be the best way to know yourself, but to spirit, but to experience what you are not, right? So you can fully know the brilliance of what is. 
Does that make sense? So we are light and we wanted to know ourselves more fully. Okay. And if light is all there is, then how do you know yourself to be anything but? If joy is all there is, how do you know anything different? Right? How do you know anything different? I got to put this damn phone on mute. Hold on. So, the core of you knows nothing of darkness, like we said. And since we wanted to know ourselves, and we were all light and we were consumed with all light, how do you know yourself if that's all there is? So, we all took part in a simulation and a simulation was created and we agreed to it and we wanted to experiment or experience with aspects of the dark. Okay? Now, how do you feel when I say that? When I say we wanted to experience aspects of the dark. I know it sounds weird, right? But we wanted to come into this duality so that we would know the brilliance of the light that we are. And it feels hard sometimes, right? I mean, if I'm truthful, I, as someone who suffered with depression, I remember just crying out when I feel darkness, like, oh, especially like when I was younger and I'd be coming down from drugs or anything like that, the darkness was like all consuming. So I know what it feels like. It might even be triggering to think, I do not want to experience the dark or depression or anxiety and things like that. You know, I don't need negativity like that in my life, <laughs> you know, but really it is ironic that we say that because how can light know itself as light unless it experiences what it is not, right? So a veil of unremembering was placed over us and we're placed into this simulation. Now, a good example of this is that Disney movie, Soul. Have you seen that with Jamie Foxx? That is so damn cute. Check it out. And I mean, really, if you look at any type of I don't care any good or bad scenario. All movies like fairy tales, um, comic strips, whatever. It's like this big eternal struggle of good versus evil, light versus dark, right? Right? So that's because we all were given a measure of light. We all know ourselves to be light. And that's what we are truly yearning for in the darkness. Okay? But we don't comprehend that sometimes. I'm guilty of that too. Now back to fuck the 3D, okay? So when we speak of the 3D, what we're really referencing is reality with my air quotes. Reality, fuck reality. But what if there is no, you know, there's no such thing as reality. What if? What if there's no such thing as reality? What if you, if we are making it all up? I mean, in my opinion, there is no reality because there is no reality that we would all agree to you can see that from looking at five minutes in politics because no two people fully agree on every aspect of what is right and wrong i mean even in my own house uh, we won't even go there <laughs> so if everyone is just making up their version of what is then why not choose or manifest that which you want what if you did that for one week and here's another trippy question, and I want you to journal on this bitch. Really, really, really think about this question I'm about to ask you. What if you called your manifestations or creations 
your choices. Seriously. Your choices. What if you called your manifestations that? I'm choosing to make a million dollars a day. I'm choosing to be happy and loved and married. Instead of the word manifesting, I want you to use the word choice or choosing. I just want you to see how that feels. And if it feels nasty or tainted, ask yourself why. What sliver, because remember I call them slivers, they're like up under your skin and people bump against that shit. And you're like, ow, why are you bumping up against me, rude ass? But they're not really triggers because triggers denote that like somebody sets it off in you. No, they're already in you. Somebody just bumped up against that shit and you realized it was there. So if you call them choices, how would that impact how you see the world versus a manifestation? Seriously, I want you to journal on that. If you called manifestations choices, how would that impact how you create or see yourself? Now, the reason I say that is there is, there is no reality. Like I said, Webster's defines reality as the quality or state of being real, okay? And another site defines reality as the world or state of things as they actually exist. Now, honestly, who defines what really is or what actually exists? Because what really is has changed over time. I mean, my dad was schizophrenic. His version of what actually exists would probably be different than mine. Or even look at science. Science is just an educated theory or expo exploration of the natural world. But we know that scientific theories change all the time, right? A major example of this is thinking the world is flat. Or masturbation cures hysteria in women. Or tabula rasa, right? That basically says we're born with a blank slate and our knowledge only comes from experiences and perceptions. But now we know that genes and innate instincts play a very important role too. So science is always changing. And I totally can see from being a mother myself, that my children were born with a certain temperament. I saw this in them as babies. And even though they learn new things, and I see that that temperament um, is playing out like the melody in the background of their life. You know what I mean? Like they already had a predisposition. It's funny. I see it super strong in my oldest too. Super strong. Because they were born with a certain little temperament and while they've gone on to learn new things and excel in different areas, they have that little melody that's playing. Now, can you change the melody? Of course, of course you can. That's what free will is all about. But I do see that in there, like that undercurrent. And I just find it amusing. So does that mean that they, like I said, can't choose another temperament? No, but I am a Christian and I believe we are here to have certain experiences, and so the Creator, or God as I choose to say, instilled us with the tools and temperament we'll need to carry out these experiences. So, now back to reality. Since science is the study of the natural world, you need to ask yourself if you believe the natural world is all there is. Because if you say yes, then baby manifesting 
Um, it's probably going to be hard for you to wrap your head around. But if you're spiritual and you believe there's, you know, experiences outside of this natural realm, then you may have an easier time. But that is totally up to you and the story that you choose to tell about it. Right? So one way to overcome the old story, in my perception, is to actually read the Bible I'm going to say that again. One way to overcome the old story is to actually read the Bible, not just regurgitate what Neville or some law of assumption coach says the Bible says. It's so annoying to me. They're like, and Neville said, and blah, 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 blah. And then they make some Bible quote. No, the Bible said that. Okay. You need to get your own knowing for yourself. Not, don't just regurgitate what other people say. Actually read it and then meditate on its teachings as Neville and Abdullah did. So these truths can become a part of you written in your soul, not some hearsay that you're asking someone else for. Okay. And if you've listened to me enough, you know, I'm a huge advocate and believer in being your own rabbi or your own teacher and not getting spoon fed from somebody else. Yes, we are here to plant seeds in each other's lives, but we are not the authority on another person's life because what did I just say? God has endowed us with our own experiences and our own temperament to carry out those experiences. So what is meant for me will not be for you and vice versa. That's why a lot of times you don't share your shit with other people like of what you're trying to create because nobody's ever going to get your vision because guess what? It's not for them. This wasn't, like I said with my husband earlier, this ain't for you. This wasn't created for you, right? So, ramble rant. <laughs> and if you want to create your own knowing, the best way to do that would be to what? Create your own knowing, <laughs> right? Not getting spoon-fed. Being able to read and discern these truths is a huge, huge blessing because the whole goal of old world religion was for only certain people, certain men actually, not even people, certain men to read the words and tell you their perception of what it is. That's why Jesus is like a big thing. Because in Jewish times, they read the word and then they read it to you and only men could read the scrolls. And with Jesus, the emergence of him, you could pray to God directly and you could read for yourself the word. That's why the Bible, like being translated and made published to the masses is so big because there wasn't somebody telling you what you should think it says. You get to learn that for yourselves and make these revelations true for you in your own personal life. It's just that religion has taken a hold of that too and... I don't know. I just, I feel like religion has taken a hold of that and people view it from the perspective of rules and regulations and harshness instead of its intention, which is love and teaching and compassion. If you had a friend, most people, what are they trying to create or manif manifest or choose? SP, specific person. After that, probably be money, right? But why do you want that? Who do you think you'll be in the having of that? How will that make you feel? Most likely you'll feel like you are loved and that you belong to somebody. And that's the whole purpose of Christ is he wants you to know that girl, boy, beloved, I got your back. 
I got your back. I got your back. Like any everybody in this world can forsake you, but I got you. I love you. There's nothing that you can do that'll shake me from you. There's nothing that you can do. If you're a parent, you kind of get that already with your children. But imagine that with like your neighbor across the street when she says some hurtful shit. You're just feeling unconditional love towards that bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or when your husband or your wife gets on your damn nerves or your brother or sister, whoever, your coworker, having unconditional love for them, I can't even fathom it. But when you get down on the word for yourself, instead of regurgitating other people's truths, you make it your own truth, right? So being able to read and discern these truths is a huge bless blessing. Sorry. <laughs> because the whole goal, like I said, of old world religion was for certain men to read the word. And then they tell you what their perception is. And they hold all the knowledge for themselves. And they're do doling it out as they see fit. Oh, here you go. You can have a little bit of knowledge. Trick or treat. There you go. Have an M&M in your bag. <laughs> That's why I'm sure not every piece of the Bible in my perception this is my opinion. I'm not sure that every piece of the Bible is translated correctly because people with their own motives added and took away what they wanted people to know. They wanted God to sound like this very angry tyrant so they could keep people under their thumb and control them. But like I said, God's not like that. God loves all of us no matter what. And there's nothing you can do to escape that love. Sorry, boo thing. It's just the way it is, <laughs> right? But like I said, that's the subject for another day. Another day. Now, I'm not like most Nevilleites, right? I know Neville says there is no God outside of you. And while I do agree with an aspect of that concept, because without consciousness, I wouldn't even be aware of anything else, right? So I do agree with an aspect of that, but I don't agree with it entirely. And let me preface that by saying Neville is a beautiful, beautiful Bible teacher. His depth of biblical parables and concepts blows me away. It's truly amazing and beautiful. I too believe the Bible are stories of varying states of consciousness and that we in this modern day will pass through many of these states. I also agree that we serve what we believe. What you believe is what you accept to be true. So we serve what we believe and that belief is Christ to us. That is what Neville's trying to teach. You serve your beliefs or your version of Christ. I totally get that. However, however, I believe that the people in the Bible did exist in the flesh as well and their stories are like a journal or a record for us to better understand ourselves as the natural man and to remind us that we are actually born of spirit we're born of spirit we're born of spirit what does that make you feel when i say that that we're born of spirit we're I've said before, and I know it's maybe kind of a crude way to say it, we're in a human meat suit. We are spirit. We are light, right? I also believe in Christ and his true existence, okay? So that's why I say at the beginning, I'm a Christian. I might be a cursing Christian, but 
I believe that Christ is what we believe to be true and that's what we serve. But I also believe in his true existence. Like he was a man just like you and me. So that's where I'm different than Neville. So to me, Neville's just part right. Or he was in this earth. We can't ask him now that he's passed. I wonder what he'd say now, you know. But he is right in the natural man's ability to create in this 3D world what we want to experience, okay? However, the part that he misses is the spiritual man for what gives life but the spirit. Like I said earlier, words, drawings, symbols. Words are just symbols that we put together that make a language for us, okay? Even this fleshly body is an empty shell until it's animated and endowed with the spirit. You can look that up in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Everything is animated by spirit. And what does this mean? It means that we of ourselves can do nothing. Nothing. I know that like you're the operant power, blah, blah, blah. We're God. Yes, we are. The Father and I are one through the atonement of Christ. But we of ourselves can do nothing without Christ in us that gives us the power we need to manifest our desired experiences. That's like saying the lamp is the operant power that turns on the light. We're the operant power. No, when I plug in, put the plug in the you know socket, then I'm able to create the light. Christ is the electricity, <laughs> okay? And it's, he's the power that we need to manifest our desired experiences. He is the spirit animating the flesh. And I think this is cool because it means we don't have to be deserving. We don't have to be worthy or good enough or healed or perfect to animate our desired experience or our dreams. We just have to believe and accept that it is possible and be open to the experience. According to Psalm chapter 46, verse 5, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her at that right early. I don't know how many times in the Bible it says, believe me, believe me, believe me. If you ask the Father for anything in my name, I'll give it to you. Believe me. Believe me. If you ask for the Father for anything in my name, I'll give it to you. I don't understand. Like I think it's amazing. Amazing that we get to make choices for ourselves. And that we get to discern with our consciousness, the I amness, who you want to be. What identity you want to create. But it is Christ through us that gives us the power we need to fulfill these desires. He is our brother, our best friend, animating everything that we ever thought we wanted. And he just wants us to ask him for help. Now, the reason I think the natural and the spirit are cool is this. With Christ animating the natural man, we can partake of many beautiful and enriching experiences while in this body of flesh but while manifesting here in this world is amazing and it is so 
freaking awesome to get everything you want here and to experience a life filled with joy. This world or our experience on it is finite, okay? So while we are in this body of flesh, one day we will shed this body and we're going to return to spirit where another level of creation is going to begin. And we will recount our experiences here like archaeologists or an explorer. We're going to tell the tale of our travels on earth and we're going to dwell with God. But then... And this is where you guys might fall off on me here. Okay. <laughs> but this, I don't care. After some time has passed, we're going to reunite with our bodies where we will live eternally in joy and bliss, creating whatever joy we desire instantly. Instantly. Okay, are you following me? That's why Christ is so powerful. With Neville's way, you just create in the here and now. And when you die, oh, we go back to God and we're God consciousness and all love and consuming. And baby, I'm like the queen of NDE. I love NDE experiences. So I know that everybody who's had that experience is like, I was one with God and it was beautiful and all the things. And I just felt all overcome with love. But now... Imagine that you got that overcoming with love. You get back to your body. You rejoin your body after some time. And you get to do this earthing experience all over again, except for there's no veil. You create instantly. But tangible matter. Okay. And you get to do it for eternity. How fucking awesome does that sound? right? We're like archaeologists here or explorers. Like when you go to Europe or Australia or America, if you come visit here or whatever, we're going to tell the tale of our travels. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. And we did this and I felt sad and I felt happy. And oh my gosh, I thought I'd be like this, but it was like that, you know? And I know this thought paradigm is a little heavy, I just wanted to give you a taste of the direction my podcast is going to be heading in. For so long, I've tried to skim the surface for fear that it would be too heavy to go deeper. But after my downtime, I realized I have to adhere to my mantra from Sammy Davis Jr. I gotta be me. I gotta be me. And I know that I get to create the identity of what me is. Okay, but I have an innate knowing deep down. It's like when you put a key in a lock and the tumblers click, 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 and it opens the door, you know when your tumbler's been clicked, right? I got to be me. Now, I do not advocate organized religion, like I said before, and I'm not trying to convert anyone. I'm not trying to shame anyone into believing like me. However, I cannot be an effective spiritual coach if I'm not aligned or in sync with the core of me, of who I am, my beliefs, my acceptances, and the version of Christ I serve. So I just want to throw that out there. Now back to summarizing fuck the 3D. Here's the deal. There's no such thing as delusional. I know everybody's like, be delusional. And I've even said that shit, be delusional. Because at first it is really weird to think, well, if I just believe this, then I can create it. And so you feel delusional. But really, baby, there's no such thing as delusional. Because reality is just a holodeck playground where we all agreed upon 
of what is. It's a simulation. It's all made up. I mean, even biologically, our human brains could not even perceive all that is. There's sounds we lose as we age. There's colors some of us see that others don't. I mean, I can go to the fridge and look for creamer for five fucking minutes. All the while, it's right in front of my face. Why couldn't I see it? Because my brain edited it out. It deleted it out. Edited it out. And if my brain deletes freaking coffee creamer, then why would I be foolish and consider that it doesn't edit a lot of other experiences? If my brain edits coffee creamer in front of my fucking face, you mean to tell me it doesn't edit out other experiences? Right? And if it's all made up, because it is, it's all made up. We're all just making this shit up. And we're having little, like, communities. And what do you call those? City councils? We're having little councils that get together. This is what is. Do you agree this is what is? Well, I do. And so, we add this to the manual of what is. But it's all just made up shit. So just make up a story in your favor. Practice an idea of yourself overcoming. Practice an idea or a version of yourself being strong. Step into the identity of being overcoming or a champion or whatever. Just confident, relaxed. Some people don't always want to be like, I'm a millionaire. Some people just want to calm knowing that everything's going to be okay. Some people just want to feel compassion for themselves. Tell a story of compassion for yourself. Because if you get to make it all up anyway, then why not make up a story that is kind to you and others? Ask yourself, what do you want to experience? How would that feel? Because everything we want to experience is to avoid or to have a feeling. I don't want to experience that because I don't want to feel that way. Oh, I want to get that because I think that would feel cool. How would that feel? How would you be acting if it were true, if what you wanted right now was really happening, how would you be acting, talking, dressing, thinking? How would you talk to yourself? How would you treat other people? What thoughts would you think? Then here is the crucial part. Remember, it's no big fucking deal. <laughs> it's not a big deal. It's just a choice. And if you get an icky experience, don't push it away. Just accept it. Sorry to hear my dryer back there if you do. Just accept it. It was an option. I didn't like it. I'm going to choose again. I tried on the red shirt. Me no likey. Let me choose the black shirt. It makes me look slimmer. It's all neutral till I say it isn't. The end. Fini. Right? Right? And last, remember that you do not need the 3D to experience anything. Experiences come from our thoughts and emotions, not external circumstances. Let me say that again. You don't need the 3D to experience it. Experiences come from our thoughts and our emotions, not our external circumstances. This means you can create it here now. Experience it now. Wouldn't that be nice? Super lovely, yes? I think I'll have another. <laughs>
Anyway, what if you were the person who had it now? How would that feel? What if you were? It's inevitable. What if it was inevitable? How would that feel? What if it's inevitable? How would that feel? Well, I'm going to let you go. Otherwise, my jar is going to be going off every five fucking minutes. So, I hope you got down with the get down. I hope a little piece of this resonated for you. Remember, you don't have to take the whole pie. Just take a bite. And... I hope you have a beautiful week, beloved, whatever you define beautiful to be. Peace out. Thank you for listening. Go to my website at www.joysyourbirthright.com to take my emotional intelligence quiz. It'll let you know if you're an emotional warrior or if you're a pawn that lets other people move them all around the chessboard of life. Anyway, have a beautiful week and create joy. Peace out.